morning sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast i'm your host of the show kenneth cotterell and this morning's show is all about sports and the world of betting we talk about the day that was in the sports world including our athlete of the day we then talk about the games that are happening today maybe some betting lines that we like but we're maybe waiting on a little bit longer and then we cap it all off with our daily competitive hedge parlay of the day But before we get into today's episode, this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many, many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website. Depositing and withdrawing is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to you, so you know your money is safe and secure. The website's also available in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 on live chat. So go to bet99.com to make an account. To get started, please gamble responsibly as well. You must be 19 plus years of age and available to people in Ontario only. So with that, let's get into today's episode, starting with our athlete shout out of the day. And after his performance last night in game five of the NBA finals, how could it not be Andrew Wiggins? 26 points, 13 rebounds in the victory in a crucial game five at home. He deserves a ton of credit because... People wrote him off for a long time, especially when he was spending time in Minnesota. The one thing I will say is people talking about the fit for him. Obviously, when you go from a franchise like Minnesota to Golden State, things are going to be a lot easier. But what has helped him the most has been his dedication to the defensive side of the ball. Everyone knew when he was drafted first overall, the talent that he possessed, and they felt like he could be a great two-way player. And he's starting to prove that now by dedicating himself. And I think that is a testament to the system that he's in, the guys that he's around. And I think he's truly starting to compete at the highest level because of it. And so Andrew Wiggins, he was a first-time All-Star this year. And now he comes up with a big double-double in the NBA Finals. Steph was off. Clay wasn't his best, but he stepped up and was able to help them pick up the victory. So we'll get more into that game in a little bit. But when we're talking about last night's bets, we're on a bit of a cold streak here through the middle of June. Um, we're fading Nations League altogether after the past couple of days. France money line versus Croatia losing outright. We do continually get burned by the same teams, it seems. But that being said, th- this is a tournament that we're finding is tough to bet on. And so fading uh, Nations League for the foreseeable future. Twins money line did hit against the Mariners one of the late games yesterday in MLB. Three to two was the result. And then we felt like Boston was going to keep it close with Golden State. Unfortunately, they pulled away late. 
they were tied or up one heading into the fourth quarter. So they just got outright beat in that fourth quarter. And then player props wise, we had Darvish over five and a half Ks, which hit and Springer over one and a half bases. But we are getting a little bit greedy with some of the plays that we're putting out, like Bryce Harper home run. If we took his bases instead, we would have cashed that one yesterday. Thompson over 24 and a half. His line was closer to 20 and a half, which you would have cashed. But we got greedy and then Pritchard over three and a half. He finished with zero points on O of three shootings. So just a tough day yesterday. We're going to get back into the lab today and uh, definitely be a bit more, uh, I don't want to say surgical because I'm not one of those guys, but definitely look at some different lines today and get back to what we were doing before. So let's talk about the day that was with the NBA Finals, Golden State. 104 to 94 over the Boston Celtics. We talked about how great Wiggins was. Clay had 21 points on 7 of 14, so I guess it wasn't a terrible performance by him. Um, Curry finished with 16 points on 7 of 22 shooting. You had Jordan Poole, who had 14 points. Um, overall, just another team effort from Golden State. That's what they've been banking on all year. Uh, they get so much production from so many different places. Gary Payton Jr., he had 15 points as well. And then Draymond with the triple single, as everyone keeps calling it, with 8-8-6 eight, eight, and six before fouling out. A much better performance by him from the last number of games. On the Boston side, you'd Tatum at 27-10. and 10. He was 50% shooting. So what more can you ask for from your superstar, quote-unquote superstar? Marcus Smart had 20 points, but it took him 25 shots. That's just not going to get it done. Um, if you're a guy like Smart, sorry, he was 7 of 15, not 7 of 25. I'm off on that, but none, nonetheless, below 50% shooting. Jalen Brown, he had 18, 9, and 4, but he was 5 of 18 and 5 turnovers. So two of Boston's quote-unquote big three did not perform very well. But there's two keys to why they lost this game. First of all, the fact that you couldn't beat Golden State when they were 9 of 40 from downtown that's not good. You out-rebounded them 47-39. to 39. But the two key stats that I found were the turnover battle, 18-6 to six in favor of Golden State. Geez, six turnovers in an NBA Finals game against that defense is really solid. But then also the bench points, 31-10 to 10 was the advantage for Golden State. You know, they had guys like Poole and Peyton that were performing. Derek White was a no-show for Boston. Grant Williams was a no-show. Same with Pritchard. So to me, that's where you lose that game. You didn't get enough support from your secondary guys, from your role players. And so that's why we're looking at Golden State up three to two instead of Boston potentially going home to close it out. So game six, that's going to be in a couple days time on Thursday. We'll see if Boston can extend this to seven. Then it's anyone's game. I was expecting this to be Boston in six. Now I'm hoping for Boston in seven, but nonetheless, it's been a good NBA Finals. I don't know what fans were expecting, but I definitely was expecting a great Finals, and, and I think it's delivered so far. On the MLB line side, we had the Braves 9-5 to over the Nationals, the Phillies 3-2 to over the Marlins, the Jays with the blowout of the day 11-1 to over the Orioles, White Sox 9-5 to over the Tigers, Cardinals 7-5 to over the Pirates, Rangers 5-3 to over the Astros, the Padres 4-1 to over the Cubs, the Reds 5 to 4 over the Diamondbacks, the Giants 6 to 2 over the Royals, and then the Twins 3 to 2 over the Seattle Mariners. Now, when we're talking about Nations League, 
action. As we said, ice cold right now. And the sad part is we gave out two games yesterday, but one was a part of the official parlay. The other one that we liked was Denmark to win at minus, I think it was minus 116. They win two to nothing. So (laughs) apparently we're just not very good at picking which Nations League game we like. But win scored in the 21st for Denmark and then Skopje Olsen in the 37th. Shots were 15 to nine, but only two on target for Austria. You're not going to win many soccer games when you're only having that many shots on target. So Denmark wins. They remain on top of this group. And as we said, we should have bet that one yesterday. The one that we did was Croatia versus France. We had France money line and they lose one to nothing. Another early goal burns us. Luka Modric with the PK in the fifth minute and then no goals the rest of the way. France had more possession. They had more shots. But when it comes to shots on target, four to three was the advantage there for France, but 17 to four shots in general. So you got to be hitting the net if you're going to be scoring. Oh, shocker. And unfortunately, they weren't able to do that yesterday. Now, when we're talking other news, one of the biggest things that I saw yesterday was (laughs) Phil Mickelson's train wreck of a press conference yesterday at the U.S. Open. And I think what people get tired of with Phil is he is very wishy-washy with with why he made his decision. And I will say the one thing that frustrates me the most about these guys going over there, you can just call it what it is. You, You made a business decision. But this whole I'm doing it to grow the game thing, like... Come on, guys. That that's not what it is. Um, you're going over to play an exhibition tour. I I'm fine if you want to take your money, take care of your family, do do whatever you have to do, what, re- regardless of where the money comes from. But if you're gonna sit there and say that this is to grow the game when we know how much you got paid to go there, that's why you're going there. And especially if you're someone like Phil who dealt with the gambling issues, he probably needs that money at this point. But you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. He said that he deserves to be a lifetime member on tour, but that's that's the decision that the tour made and you and you took the money instead. So so you can't be upset that the tours made the decision that they have. Bryson at least came out and said called it a business decision because that's what it is. If you're gonna be offered hundreds of millions of dollars to go and play, completely up to you. But but you can't sit there and now be mad at the PGA Tour when they said, hey, if you go, like you're going to be suspended. You won't be allowed to play these events. You're only going to have the majors now. And that's what they get. So um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how the rest of these press conferences go the rest of the week. I'm assuming PGA Tour guys will take shots, as will some of the live guys back and forth. And it'll be some theater heading into this U.S. Open. We'll have our full U.S. Open card tomorrow as far as betting goes for this event. Ozzy Alves fractured his left foot. That's going to hurt the Atlanta Braves moving forward. They're five and a half games back within their own division, but they're currently 0.5 games up in the wild card race. So that's a tough one for them. They're going to have to weather that storm moving forward. Taylor Jenkins got an extension from the Memphis Grizzlies, justifiably so. The Grizzlies are coming off a great season. They've got an up-and-coming superstar in John Morant. He's not there yet, but he's up-and-coming. And so they have their shot caller as well now for their foreseeable future. Now go and get your second option. Are you going to wait and see if it's Bain or Jaron Jackson? Or are you going to go out and make a splash this offseason, see if you can bring in a guy to pair alongside Jaw and make yourselves true contenders in the Western Conference? Underrated NBA trade yesterday, too, is the Denver Nuggets trading Jermichael Green to OKC for the 30th pick. 
And I think it's an underrated move because it helps both teams. If you're OKC, what do you need the 30th pick for when you have all these other draft picks? If you can bring in a veteran that can start help helping with the development of some of these young guys, that's great. And if you're the Denver Nuggets, you're already in cap hell. So saving yourself $8.2 million on Green's contract to then bring in a rookie contract with this draft pick, I think it's a great move by them. And they free up a little bit of room, maybe enough to bring in a veteran presence as well for this Denver team. If there's one thing we learned this past year, it can't just be Jokic. If they get Michael Porter Jr. healthy and Jamal Murray, then we might have something there. But this could add some depth to this team as well. Montres Harrell gets arrested on a felony marijuana charge. And all I can say is, guys, what are we doing? I mean, traffic stop gets him. You got to be so much smarter than that. We'll see if that affects him moving forward in his career. And I had to point out the most Canadian headline of the day that I found, which was a Winnipeg brewery says that it will give Barry Trotz free beer for life if he returns to his native province to coach the Winnipeg Jets. Little Brown Jug Brewing Company went on a local sports talk show and launched the campaign on Monday. I think it's a hilarious title, but they clearly want Trotz moving forward with this Winnipeg group. And if that's the way that you get them, then all the power to them. We've seen Canadians do this before, too. They tried to do it with Kawhi Leonard in Toronto, uh, offering him like free food and free whatever to stay. And, and obviously, he's on the Clippers now, so he didn't really care too much about that stuff. So now let's talk about the big games on the slate today. We got a couple WNBA games today. Uh, Skylar Diggins-Smith and the Phoenix Mercury, who sit at 5-8. and eight, They take on the 9-6 and six Washington Mystics. Ariel Atkins is the leader of that group. And then we have the Seattle Storm, who are 8-5, and five, taking on the Minnesota Lynx, who are 3-11. and 11. The matchup there to watch is definitely going to be Sylvia Fowles and Brianna Stewart, assuming both play tonight. And so really love those two matchups in WNBA. No NHL, no NBA tonight. So those are the games. If you're going to be watching MLB as well, or if you want to tune into some Nations League action, there's going to be some games in the afternoon today. All of these games kick off kind of around lunchtime, my time, early afternoon if you're on the East Coast. But you've got fourth place England taking on second place Hungary. England are minus 390, so there's really not a lot of value in betting that game. Uh, just one that I might tune into as an England fan. Then you've got Germany who are third taking on Italy that are first. That's probably your game of the day. Germany, despite being third, they're minus 135 at home. And they take on Italy, who are plus 370. Kind of like the draw value of that game as well. But once again, staying away from Nations League, given how it has gone in the recent days. I might even just give out my predictions of who wins, and then we'll come back to it tomorrow. But Netherlands, they're sitting first, taking on Wales, who are fourth. Netherlands are minus 310, so obviously I'm picking them to win. I'll take England to win. I got the draw in Germany, Italy. And then Poland, who sit third, take on Belgium in second in their group. Poland are plus 240 and Belgium are plus 115. I'm going to take Belgium to win that game outright. So we'll come back to these tomorrow, see if we go 4-0. Maybe the jinx is over and we can start betting them. But until further notice, we are keeping them off the betting card. Now let's talk about a couple games that we're leaning on, but we're also going to wait. I... These are the games that we're likely going to bet, but are going to wait closer to first pitch before we roll with them, starting with the Marlins and the Phillies. I kind of like the Trevor Rogers upset today with the Marlins winning. He's 3-5 and five on the year with a 5.58 ERA, 
but he is a better pitcher than he's shown. I think at some point he's got to pick it up. He's taken on Zach Eflin, who's two and four with a 3.76 ERA. It's a 705 start, so I'm going to wait on this one. But if anything, I might be leaning the over eight and a half here. I do think that there's a lot of run potential in this game. So we'll wait closer to first pitch. Might tweet out the ones that we like. Toronto versus Baltimore. You got Lyles going, who's three and five with a 4.97 ERA. Taking on Kikuchi, who's two and two with a 4.44 ERA. I picked up Kikuchi in fantasy this morning. The Jays are also minus, they were minus 220. Now they're minus 210. I do kind of like the run line at minus 105. Once again, going to wait a little bit closer. See if that line can come down a little bit and maybe we get them at minus 200. Throw it into a bit of a teaser parlay if need be and just roll with the money line, but we'll wait and see. And then Cleveland and Colorado. Cleveland's minus 165. They've got Bieber going on the mound today. Big fan of him, as you can tell from this show. Love betting Cleveland when he's on the mound. But he's 3-3 three and three with a 2.91 ERA. He's taking on Antonio Zaltella, who's 2-3 and three with a 4.83 ERA. I'm hoping to see this line dip closer to minus 150 by first pitch. If this one and Toronto drops, might just do a two-team teaser there with minus 150 and minus 200 if I can get it. But once again, going to wait and see closer to that first pitch. Now, player props-wise, we post all of our player props on our social media accounts. On a bit of a cooler, we're going to write the ship today with some more uh, well-thought-out player prop lines and stop going for the home run, the grand salami, and going for the big value plays. Just looking to put out winners today. But let's cap it off with our competitive hedge lay of the day. This is our daily three-team parlay. No odds worse than minus 150. And only looking to put out winners here at the Competitive Hedge Podcast. So, two WNBA plays on today. Like Seattle Storm, minus 5.5 versus Minnesota at minus 120. The Storm, to me, are a top three team in the WNBA this year. They're just behind Vegas and Connecticut. But to me, they also have 1B when it comes to the MVP of the league in Brianna Stewart. 1A being Aja Wilson, but I do like the value here. It's If you want to go to 6.5, it's minus 112 now, but got minus 120 last night. And so I like Stewart to eat them alive. I Even with them being on the road, I think they win by double digits here. I just think they're the far superior team. So I'm taking Seattle to win this one easily. And then on the other side, I like the Mercury plus 7.5 versus the Mystic. This play is minus 125 on bet 99. No Brittany Griner has been an absolute battle for this Mercury team. When you lose a player of that caliber, it's obviously going to hurt. But I do think this Phoenix team will keep it close. They do still have some veterans. We already mentioned Diggin Smith, but they've got Diana Taurasi and a bunch of other talented gals there. So I think they're going to keep it close. Even though they're on the road, I do like them to keep it within seven points. So I'm rolling with Mercury plus seven and a half. And then cap it off with Rays versus Yankees over eight today at minus 120. Garrett Cole's been very inconsistent for the Yankees, and Kluber hasn't been that great either. You got Cole with a 3.63 ERA and Kluber with a 3.88. So I'm expecting at least one of these guys to blow up today. So I am expecting a higher scoring affair here at minus 120. Love the value. And so I'm taking the over in Rays and Yankees. The odds on that parlay are plus 507. If for whatever reason that one gets rained out, our alternate play that we like is Boston and Oakland over nine and a half. 
Jared Koenig going with his nine ERA and Nick Pavetta with a 3.78. Expecting a lot of run support in this game from both sides. And so I see one of these teams at least hitting the eight runs and then you just need a couple from the other team. So I'm taking the over nine and a half today. But thank you everyone who tunes into our live show every single day. Definitely go and check out the audio of this show, which gets posted an hour after on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And we appreciate everyone once again, and we will see you tomorrow morning. Full U.S. Open preview tomorrow. We'll preview game one of that NHL Stanley Cup final and much, much more. But thank you so much and see you tomorrow for the Daily Competitive Hedge podcast.